So where? Who's starting? I I, I guess I'll start because I'm Putin. Okay. I'll start because I'm Putin. Sly crap. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Divisive Issues, a spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where we talk about comic books, or sometimes manga. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. What is this? Wait, we made it. (laughs) (laughs) You have to see every episode, Ryan. We made it, comma, what is happening? We made it to this issue of this weird bullshit, but... um... So, we have, we're doing another listener request. This is from David. Yeah, thanks, and David. Yeah, a.k.a. Zach Vig. We mentioned him a few times before. Yeah, it's awesome. This is probably the, my favorite thing we've ever read. Really? Okay. Really. <laughs> I, I, uh, so what is it? <laughs> it's The Legend of Koizumi. What is that, uh, you might ask? By Hideki Awada, right? <laughs> it's uh, a manga about Mahjong. <laughs> what is the fuck is Mahjong? Because I read the manga and I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Mahjong's an ancient Chinese game that's played with uh, tiles on a board, and it, it's sort of like I, I've heard that it's like rummy. There's three different. What is rummy? There's <laughs> it's a card game. There's th- okay. three different suits or main suits. There's like bamboos, characters, and dots, and they each go from one to nine. And then there's also dragon tiles and wind tiles. And basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make. Um, sets of them like uh three of a hand yeah three of a kind four of a kind or a one two three like a ascending order set so what does this fucking game have to do with putin uh hitler and pope benedict that's a question (laughs) we will never be able to answer (laughs) what do you mean they're all the best mahjong players of the world Uh, yeah if you go to our wikipedia page right now you'll see in the trivia notes it's funny because it uh the manga starts with the there's this doofus character in the the comic that basically does nothing, but it starts with yeah. him trying to teach George Bush uh, Jr. how to play, and then George and that's Bush. Before this starts, the right? secret is that he actually knows how to play, and then the prime minister has to run in and rescue him from playing a game against him, and then they start betting uh, like F fifteen fighter jets. Huh. So in in this game in the manga, it seems more like. Like, the player has a certain amount of HP, and the better the guy does, like, they take damage. Yeah, it's basically whatever points, because Mahjong can be scored, so it's whatever points they're getting from their their winning tile hands. Is well, they treat it like Yu-Gi-Oh, where they have their life points, and whenever they get, when they get hit, they scream and act like, ah, and then they go... Yeah, like, electricity actually hits them, and they die if it gets to zero. Yeah, that's what I have to say. That's the most important part. If you run out of points in Mahjong, you fucking die. If you die in Mahjong, you die in real life, you know? Yeah. yeah, but I can't so, tell. Uh, is this like a, is this like everyone who plays mahjong dies when they're playing? Or no, it like it, it's. I think it's just specifically because of this. The rules of this game that's done by Nazis. Yeah, this is a version that the people, uh, the Benedict and uh, Hitler, are accustomed to. <laughs> okay, yeah, so basically, the if you're interested in it, the elevator pitch for the book is Nazis challenge the G8 
to a game of Mahjong. What are the G8, the Gang of Eight? What is the G8? Yeah, they're like the leaders of the Western Yeah, world. Prime Ministers like... of Canada, Italy, France, Germany, and then President of the United US. States. And this was like this was written in like the 2000s, so it's uh, George Bush uh, and, and so- Sarkozy's in France. And Russia's it in used Canada. to be it used to be the G8 because Russia was in it. But since this has been written, Russia's been kicked out. It's the G7. I'd love if this I love if this manga was still going on. That the twist is that Putin's the like true final enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they have to defeat the Nazis in this game of mahjong, and the winner can determine the fate of the Earth. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like. How are Nazis still around? Well, you're, you're about to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we ready to jump into this? So yeah, we're reading chapters 11 through 29 of Legend of Kozumi. All right. So it opens up. Uh, actually, 11 opens up with a nuclear explosion, and the uh, G8 show up. Uh, Stephen Harper, Candace, and a bunch of other people. I don't want to say all names. <laughs> uh, and also at, at the meeting, a Nazi soldier's there. Otto Skorzeny, the guy who rescued Mussolini. And it shows that there's a, a Nazi base, the Fourth Reich, on the moon that lo- is launching nukes against the world. It has, like, a, a moon cannon that can, like, <laughs> yeah. shoot, like, an artillery from the moon. And you can't defend against it because it's on the fucking moon. It's basically Episode 7 of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like, that's no moon, that's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> that's a Nazi. <laughs> it's just so no. great, the picture of this. I, 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 that's the thing, is, like, saying it is one thing, but seeing these astronauts with the swastika on their, on their arm going Sig Heil with this giant moon cannon is just... It's something that you have to see. Something special. We should also briefly talk about the art because it's really. uh, I don't know. Like I feel it's really inconsistent, but maybe that's part of his charm. But like George Bush is drawn like like a caricature. Like he looks like half like a monkey man. Yeah. Uh, Putin looks like a generic fucking manga guy. And a lot of people have really weird anime looks. Like, yeah. Like, uh, T- Timoshenko of, of Ukraine is, like, a, a young lolly girl. <laughs> yeah. But then some characters look like fucking, like, the photos were copy and pasted. Like, Angela Merkel and, like, Colin yeah. Powell. Uh, Angela. <laughs> Angela, whatever. Fuck you. Piece of shit. But, uh, so, but yeah, it, it, it's a very, uh, everyone looks different. The art, art style looks different depending on who it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, Hitler's like, I can kill you all, but I'm gonna give you a chance. Uh, five Mahjong players... <laughs> We'll decide if that lives or dies. And that <laughs> ends the issue. So that's our setup. Yeah. <laughs> issue 12 opens with the best joke of the story arc, in my opinion. It's um, flashback to JFK saying we'll go to the moon. And it's meanwhile, it's a young George W. Bush and an adult George H. W. Bush who's called Paul Bush in the story. And he's looking at JFK saying speech like, no, Mr. President, on the moon, there's a trap and because the Nazis on the moon and I found that really funny. Yeah, I, and then I when, love that. when when the Americans get to the moon in 1969, they're like, there's already a swastika flag. <laughs> and I love that they're like, the Apollo program was never used again. It's like, yeah. as if you get to the moon, there's a Nazi flag and they're like, oh no. Yeah, because the Nazis just... are there. They claimed it. Yeah. yeah. So they sent to uh, the best Majin place for South American clip to face the hooded experts of the Four Rice, which they're all right, right, look at fucking literal Yu-Gi-Oh uh, villains wearing the fucking robes and everything. I had to yeah. say, like, I I do this this comic made me think a lot about how like the Nazis as a as a fiction device have become they were really like, good Majin players. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they they've become like the ultimate scape not scapegoat but the ultimate place for all humanity and post-war to use like as the ultimate villain of all time yeah they're yeah, just they're, they're, they're so they're easy just... to make evil because they did a lot of evil yeah. and strange and occult things 
even like th this, he's like the ultimate despot of the 20th century. But it's like you know you have to ignore like Pol Pot. Like you know more people died in in communist China than almost all of World War Two and Russia combined. afterwards. And Russia and like that uh, might be my reason why like I, I'm kind of like over the Nazi as villains shit. Maybe it's what part of it feels like because even in the story they they show how badass the Nazis are. Half of it is kind um, of like at the same time. Isn't it important to keep them super villainized as people nowadays fucking like? No, but my my problem <laughs> with that with them. My problem with it, I think, is like when we talked about other comics, is like when you make them so cartoonishly evil, you pretend like no one could ever be like that again. When really a lot of like the Yugoslav wars had ethnic cleansing yeah. in the '90s. You know, like they were yeah. very exceptional. To, like they're a recurring pattern in history. The fucking the uh, the brutal regimes that murdered millions of people. Yeah, and yeah. to be like it's. It's, it's always the Nazis. I mean, they they are fun to to hate, but, but also like, it's, it's kind of like a, a weird like glorification because they make they do make the Nazis except for one, uh, uh, Ram, which forgot the Ram at the end. Uh, yeah, one, one of them are shown as cool, honorable people, like in the story, and they're all drawn like no, six, they cheat I, the whole time. Yeah, I think they're only Rommel. The but other it's people, the cheap, but like there's a charm to cheat. Like they're shown like like even the one guy, one guy that cheats is shown as like a. a, a like a charmish rogue type, like. But it's yeah. anime. Yeah, and there's also people that are part of the Western Alliance that cheat too. And also, yeah. they have like sexy Nazi girls too. Like the whole thing just rubs <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that, but it is an anime, so like. I know uh, you're not supposed to take it so seriously, but like it's done so much in our culture in general. Like, yeah, and people do, and people, and, and this, so people do like get turned on by sexy, sexy Nazi imagery, and that <laughs> leads to. And I know it sounds funny, like I'm saying it, but that leads to them becoming actual Nazis, like literally, like. Yeah, that's true. Like people, they like they get they fetishize the Nazi uniforms, and that leads them to fetishizing actual Nazis. The know? question, I, the question is, if if Mecha Hitler is okay, as we've seen in many many works of fiction, like would Mecha Pol Pot be okay killing Cambodians? Like, see, yeah, that's just, that's <laughs> the wrong. That that's why you're the wrong way because then it becomes obviously wrong if it's like Pol Pot or something. Yeah, like, more yeah. less more. No, I, I I feel the same way. I, I do. They do feel like to me like you can pretend humans are good except for the Nazis. Like always like and then you have them be like these these outrageous villains and also and like I said, and also like they're always shown as like super competent super they, 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 like i said so it's a, a hidden subtle glorification because they're shown as like the ultimate classy smart i feel villains. like part of that's just the storytelling issue of where if you want to make the nazis seem super evil and intimidating like if they're just a bunch of bumbling idiots you're not going to fear them i know but that's that's why i'm like and they were a successful uh, they were, but like, but like, uh, people people over underestimate like, uh, like the, this you know, the imagery is like they're like now we're talking about fucking Nazis. Sorry, <laughs> it's my fault. But like, people 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 emphasize how efficient they were. Like, uh, like uh, there's it talks about how the SS was completely disorganized, and part of the reasons why people were ratted out so easily was because more because of citizen ratting yeah, each other out. Right? Right. Like people overestimate how much they're like this old old willed machine where a lot of it was over dramatized. They weren't that well oiled. Oh yeah, 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 of course. The real question though, how good were they at Mazarin? Yeah. yeah, that's that, that's what we should be answering, which is very good. <laughs> that, boom. All right, so moving away from my, my fucking uh, moral qualms with this fucking story about fucking uh, Nazis fighting. It's like when we did the Dracula episode, and we're like, let's talk about goofy Dracula stories, and Phil was like, actually. This is about European uh, <laughs> Xenophobia. Yeah. But well, yeah, it's, it's it's a valid point because like every time you play you know like Wolfenstein games, like it is about like crazy powerful Nazis, and there is something to that, you know. Like, yeah, it's not just this yeah. doesn't it's not a coincidence that everyone is always talking about secret Nazis. And you can't underestimate the fact that uh, culture has on our uh, like stories have on our culture. Yeah. 
And so, uh, yeah, so uh, get back to the fucking story about these fucking... <laughs> Uh, so game. they go to South America and yeah. they're they have the hooded experts of the fourth. Also Reich great because so many Nazis fled to South America. I like the. Oh, I didn't. Like, I didn't think. There's that. actually a lot of like history things. Yeah, this history guy knows history. history. This guy did his research. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Oh, but uh, so the first guy that to fight is Richard Wagner, the fucking uh, composer. Yeah. And uh, don't you mean Wagner, Americanized <laughs> sly? <laughs> Wagner, oh yeah, so uh, Richard Wagner, he, uh, <laughs> who Hitler was actually a pretty big fan of. Yeah, actually, I remember that. Uh, yeah. but so the Nazi mastered magic, and they resurrected Richard Wagner. And so the first matchup is Putin versus Wagner, and they each get assistance, and it's Putin and Medvedev, which and is great if you, don't if you know listen the... to our last uh, Russia episode. Oh, uh, Noobside Talk yeah. Politics. Yeah, it, uh, if you want to know about who Medvedev is, you should listen to the most recent Oopside Talk Politics episode. But basically, he's he, like him and uh, Putin are like the tag team duo of Russia. Like, they keep making each other prime minister and Pu- uh, president, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, 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 Putin starts losing, and he gets electrocuted. It's worth pointing like... out that in, in true anime fashion, every time they, they complete a set in, the, in Mahjong, they, their attack is like named like every anime you know yeah. we talked we talked about Keijo they had like the vacuum butt cannon this yeah. like it's it's always themed towards them so Wagner is like uh, you know Ride of the Valkyries is his move and it, like then you see Putin getting electrocuted and they uh, they do that throughout this whole thing and as much as I've seen it in a million anime I just love it I love named attacks <laughs> I, it's so good if it wasn't for that because uh, my biggest follow the story is the fact that it's Mahjong and something, that's something more interesting if it, if, uh, but uh the attacks at the end do redeem it sometimes. Uh, I, yeah. I do wish the entire fight was just the... Ta- the no, but that's what makes it cool. They're playing Mahjong, but they're using the, the hammer of the gods to smash each other. Yeah, but the actual game isn't that, like, visually interesting. But if yeah. you knew it, maybe it would be more interesting. Yeah, that's but, true. like, uh, it's it's but it's but still, I, I I don't think it'll be... Because like, I, I, I compare it to Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! I read the actual Yu-Gi-Oh! manga because I'm a fucking... Loser? loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I actually find the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh manga I like way more than the anime because uh, the actual like Yu-Gi the original premise of Yu-Gi-Oh for, uh, most people don't notice like people now just think oh it's just a card game but the card game came late originally it was about a fucking door who gets bullied all the time who gets magical powers and he basically challenges all his bullies to games of death and he always wins because he's the king of games so basically he bullies these, these dumb fucking jocks into <laughs> killing themselves oh so it's you wrote it yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah and that's why I, that's why I love it because it's, just, it's fucking nerd fancy to its ultimate stream and it got it got, it got subverted by his fucking card game marketing tie-in but um uh, the, the thing that made uh, Yu-Gi-Oh uh, interesting was Yu-Gi-Oh is a, a visually interesting game. Like it's fucking they summon monsters and you have cast spells and stuff like that. While Mahjong is just these fucking uh, tiles. It's like dominoes. But that, that's yeah. what I love about it is that there's it's how do you make a little simple small set of tiles like really epic and the, the way he draws them every time is always like they look so impactful and forceful I feel even like though it's I, the I same, the same tiles every single no, but time they, but they it, it like it fits in with the theme of their attacks a lot of the time too where like these tiles are booby trapped or these tiles are like they're building a wall like Stalingrad or whatever it's like <laughs> I will they, say if you want to see Mahjong done to as best it possibly can probably read this manga but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I do I, like, I think this is like, like this is what like, I compare I can't Help it compare it to Kaijo, which is another parody of of manga uh, uh, tropes, and that one uh, it made the, the form. Um, I guess because just fighting is more interesting to me than even yeah. if it's buff fighting is more interesting to me than uh, no, fucking, especially if it's buff fighting. Yeah, buff fighting. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so. Uh, uh, so Putin gets super electrocuted, yeah, and everyone thinks he's out. But then he requests a backup suit and tea for Medvedev. Yeah, and uh, so the uh, Ukrainian prime minister 
says, you don't understand Poon. That guy is super cool. Cool enough to make, to make others hate him. And as Poon drinks a tea and is good enough as new for round two. L- little little do they know that Ukraine will be invaded by Putin in like five yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Medvedev, uh, he's like he's uh, Putin's co-partner. They have like these co-partners. I, don't know, I guess it, I guess this game is tag team. It's duel. Mahjong's always played with four players, so you always need four players on the board. So it's two v two, two Nazis versus. So it's fucking three. tag team, fucking Yu Gi Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, except um, here the assistants are allowed to lose, but the main person cannot lose. Right. One v one, except the, like in in. In rule set or whatever, they say like it's still the two main players and the assistant, like Daryl said, can die, but they don't lose the game for them. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Medvedev, just like real uh, Medvedev, probably would do uh, sacrifice, sacrifice himself for Putin, saying, "As a first-rate prof- uh, puppet, I will gladly give my life to save the leaders. When I act as Putin's shield, I am protecting the future." And they have like imagery <laughs> of like fucking kids and I love stuff. that. It's like I'm doing this for Russia, and the, all the children of Russia are like protect us. <laughs> and so. Um, Wagner's puppet kills Medvedev and almost kills Putin, and Wagner's like, "No, the final blow will be mine." And um, Russia comes from uh, wins from behind and says, "They talk a lot about Wagner's like his uh, his hubris is like legendary and yeah. all these things." And then Putin just beats him. And so uh, Putin says, "This is how it's always been: climbing over the bodies of our dead comrades and building the country on the permafrost, compared to what the Nazis give us a Stalingrad." You are absolutely nothing. And this <laughs> is my, my favorite. Awesome. <laughs> my favorite uh, combat moment of this whole entire uh, manga is when Boon is doing his Boon fight because Boon he lines up all his mahjong. You're things. a communist. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And he and he turns out to be a, a trap because he seems like he's losing the entire time. But but it's a trap, and he creates the Siberian Express, and it's a train that runs over Wagner. And I'm like, that's and pretty cool. <laughs> it's made out of all dot tiles, so it looks like wheels. It's so good. I, I really love that, and I love too how like. The idea that, like, this is how it always is. Germany is invading, we're losing, but then we come from behind and we, we never give up. Uh, it's good. It's awesome. So, uh, next one is Mer- Joseph Mengele versus Yulia Timoshenko of Ukraine. Yeah, so these two sit down to play the game, and when as they're starting to play, uh, Yulia picks up a piece and uh, <laughs> spikes come out of it. <laughs> and it... Oh, If you don't know who Mengele is, you he should. was... He, I mean, you should, but he was the big doctor that experimented on everybody. And Joseph yeah. Mengele is the only one out of uh, all Nazis that he, he should be a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's really shown, like, a horrible guy. And again, Yulia Timoshenko, who was, like, 50 or something when she became prime minister, is, like, this... She's, like, this stereotypical, like, anime, like, sassy girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, like, the part crazy. Where she's, like... She looks and acts cute, but she does crazy things. Like, it's... Yeah. She, oh, yeah. The beginning uh, has her grabbing the balls of the prime minister of Kazakhstan, I think. What, what happens is uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. she, she wins a Maja game against the leader of Ka- uh, Kazakhstan. And uh, he's like, oh, very nice. I like uh, Borat joke in 2017. Uh, fun, fa- fun fact, I, uh, I taught in Azerbaijan, like his, that president's nephew. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, but uh, so what happens is uh, the Kazakhstan leader loses. And um, he's like, oh, you're not, not, now you give me all your oil, uh, the leader of Ukraine says. And he's like, oh, we, don't, we can't. And then she like kicks him in the ball saying, you give me your oil, you give me your balls, basically. <laughs> So, if she's playing against money, like, the, the needles come out of the tile pieces, and they find out it's an S-mine tile used to great effect in World War II by the Germans, uh, referencing the bouncing Bettys they use on the battlefield. 
And that's part of, like, what I kind of like about this is how much that it does tie in history. It's not just, like, here's these world leaders playing this crazy stuff. It's, like, it's trying to specifically use tactics and events that happened to influence the Mahjong game. I don't know if that's, like, that's really cool or really insensitive. (laughs) No, I think it's cool because it's, like, it's it, it gives you flavor on something that is generally, like, Mahjong is would be flavorless without that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get what you mean. That it, it, like, there's there's a, there's a thing later which I was like, this is a little too much. But I I do like that they are using like these tactics. Like, um, Mengele is trying to get a set of tiles, but he doesn't have the right one, so he takes a scalpel and he just cuts a tile to reveal like its other <laughs> uh, character on so, it. Yeah, and when she got speared with the you know that tile, she was injected with a nerve gas, which is a pretty Mengele thing to do. Yeah. Yep, so so then she decides, stu- cool, stern, girlish Yulia, takes the, borrows the scalpel for a little bit, then just slices her own artery in her throat <laughs> to get out all of the toxin from her blood. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Putin's like, this is normal. Like, in the Soviet Union, after the Soviet Union collapsed, this stuff happened all the time. And this also reminds me of uh, early Yu-Gi-Oh! When they would uh, wager their fingers getting cut off if they lost the game and stuff like that. <laughs> So then uh, she heals up her neck and they continue playing the game. And Megala's assistance has, has been like, um, uh, she's undergone a lot of reconstructive surgery. So if she can hear the wind hitting the tiles and she knows what tiles each every opponent has. And like her quick deft fingers allows her to switch up tiles as they're playing. And I couldn't tell from this whole, this whole comic series... Is Mahjong turn-based or no? Yeah, Mahjong yeah, I mean, turn-based. Oh, because <laughs> they were like, they're always like fighting with each other over tiles. And people who are like grabbing tiles out of nowhere saying, when do you grab that tile? If it's turn-based, when, how is that happening? It's because they're playing so fast. Oh, like, oh I assume. They're the best in the world. Yeah. But you still like, are the tiles. But they might not wait. They might just be like speed rounding it, you know? Because it's like Dragon it's, it's Ball It's like, like, like Final Fantasy where they have so many, you have the CTB instead of the turn-based. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then Yulia gets out a set of special uranium tiles to play yeah, with. Yeah, depleted, depleted uranium, uranium. <laughs> Yeah, um... Because they're too heavy for the wind to work on. So as they're continuing to play, it looks like Mangali keeps getting the upper hand, and he's... <laughs> he's slowly... He's trying to get, like, a set of all Chinese character tiles, I think, which is, like... He wants a perfect set because he's a Nazi. Yeah, which I really liked is that he's, he's so, like, uh... He says impurities must be purged. This is beautiful. This victory is for eugenics. As he's yeah. <laughs> putting together all the tiles he specifically wants. But little did he know that Yulia planned for it. And all of those tiles were actually plutonium. <laughs> and, and so as he's putting them together, because they come into contact with each other, they create a nuclear fission reaction and they blow him up. Yeah. <laughs> and Yulia goes, isn't Chernobyl a beautiful thing? Yeah, and the uh, comic goes into, like, a crazy amount of detail about why this was able to happen. Yeah, they're like, he's like, I have to explain this. Like, the moisture in the human body can act as, like... A neutron like, reflector. Well, yeah. don't, they explain, don't they explain, like, the secret behind Chernobyl at this point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Chernobyl, yeah, yeah. Like, it was actually planned out and stuff like that. Right. Like, yeah. Sure, yeah, so the nuclear meltdown at Chernobyl was planned out to create these amazing Mojang pieces. <laughs> yeah, so then it yeah. just gets crazy, and Mengele is like, he's not dead yet, but he's dying, and he'll give Yulia the secret to life if she lets him live. And she's like, oh, that sounds like a good deal. And then he 
she promises him life so he opens his head up and his brains in a jar with little like eyeballs and tentacle legs and he crawls onto the mahjong table and then she just smashes it and he was like how could you like how could you deceive how could you lie and break your promise to me but it's like he wanted to put his brain in the like sexy nazi assistance body because she was a clone of him (laughs) yeah designed to take his consciousness (laughs) yeah sure i was explaining like the entire fight uh not only do you have this this fucking dorky guy uh, this is a guy who just basically points out all the rules uh to bush but in this in the actual story of this all he does is basically announce rules are happening make faces like oh my god he did this crazy churn yeah i don't know why this guy was a character yeah me neither but uh um i think he's supposed to ask act as sort of like the audience whatever the character yeah the character in the anime is they're like i thought this was supposed to do this and then someone smarter explains to him no don't you see but usually have an actual character do that yeah that's what i was thinking and uh on top of that they also have sexy nazi girls and whenever the wind blows they they do upskirt shots of them yeah which i oh and their names are tristan and he sold which was wagner's one of wagner's operas Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, they're referencing the fucking story of Tristan and Soul. This is Why? deep. We yeah. just keep getting deep. Yeah, as I was reading this, I'm like, there is a lot of references throughout this whole thing. So did you write the story? Because it seems like, <laughs> like, like you love your board games, you love history, you love fucking. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't. I don't know how mahjong. Yeah, you have to start learning really. mahjong to learn this uh, manga. Yeah. So now round three. Now it's best. It's best out of four. So if the Westerners can, I guess. It's actually best out of five. It's actually best out of five. Is oh, just, was it yeah. best out of five? Yeah. yeah. So if the if the uh, uh, if if the Americans, because now it's the Americans' turn, can win this round, they'll defeat the Nazis. Yeah, go America! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how can we it's... lose? We won World War Two. So <laughs> they introduce our military man, Papa Bush, George H. W. Bush. And his assistant, the bumbling baby Bush, <laughs> and it's versus. I, I love this. Too. And it's versus Scorzeni, the Nazi from the very beginning, and the ace pilot, the greatest Nazi pilot ever made, Hans Rudel. We should. I need to bring up that before the game begins, Papa Bush goes over to the depleted uranium table mahjong and he says this is in my way and the force of his uppercut, the wind lifts the uranium pieces and flies them into the air. <laughs> Because it, it yep. shows you, it's like that they're since they're military people, they they have such brute strength. No one can compare to them. Was George H. Yeah. W. Bush viewed as this like pillar of strength? I I, I I like that's that's one problem I have with the story. Like not all the characters feel like they're reflecting their yeah, at all. especially especially H. W. H. W. Bush yeah. was like they just ran the premise of George H. W. George W. Bush being a failure, and they imagine George H. W. Bush being as a pillar pillar of, of man. Yeah. or like or just they wanted to have the disappointed father story, and also Japan might see them that way more. Yeah, that they're these strong like brutish kind of Neanderthals. Like if if they see America as the military strength. But this, this, I, I, I was actually thinking about that. Like, I debated this really hard. Like, this, <laughs> but like, but I, this, I do have some problems with the story. Like, um, but and one of them was like, if they, if it is supposed to be like they're treating America seriously because it's Japan, then why is Bush such a bumbling idiot joke? Because he is. But like, <laughs> like <laughs> but like everyone else is shown as like a, like a, yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. And like, if anything, he should have been. If he's gonna be tough, he should be like a because he he was the head of the CIA, right? Bush. H.W. Oh, Bush. H.W. Wait, Bush I think was... so. He was the director of the CIA, I think. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so it opens with a... Uh, the, the pilot 
uh, Hans Rubel uses like all the tiles to form a giant plane and he uses a nosedive and he almost kills Baby Bush <laughs> right away. And basically, George W. the whole time is like super weak. And he's, like, crying, and he's like, you should have brought Jeb, the smarter brother. <laughs> Little did I they know that. the truth about Jeb. And, and Papa Bush goes, you've never disappointed me, son. And George, George W.'s like, really, Dad? And he's like, I've never had any expectations of you to begin with. <laughs> and he's using Baby Bush to just soak damage. And the narrator's like, oh, he Papa Bush always wanted to fight alone. He just used Baby Bush to absorb all these hits. Yeah, when they and do that, it's shown like Papa Bush in the shirtless Rambo with the the belt of ammunition across his <laughs> and the, yeah. the the steer skull belt. It's good. And Baby Bush is like, "What do you need me to do, Dad?" And Papa's like, "Just just sit back. I'll take care of everything." And it flashbacks to him in college fighting jocks in Yale. And he's this just, was, I, I was like uh, not 100% sold in the story, but this is when it started winning me over. I found this so great. It's, it's Bush, but he's like a fucking Jap- stereotypical Japanese bully. Like, fucking like the Japanese punks with the, with the like weird Huge pompadour. Weird, long jacket. Yeah. But he, has, he still has older Bush's face, basically. It yeah. looks fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he's like, and his friends are like, why are you going to fight these jocks? And he's like, strike first and win. The Bush family doctrine. <laughs> Which is, that is such a good joke. Preemptive war. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of the jokes like that. Like if I like Bush fucked up around saying, "Oh no, if I could see the course, like I would have won." Shit. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he, baby Bush, ends up in jail, and Papa has to bail him out, and he's like, "I'll take care of everything, son." And then baby Bush convinces his dad to just cut his losses in the present day, and dismiss him. And they're like, "That's so callous that he would just cut his losses to win." And he and Bush is like, "That's the American way." <laughs> But unexpectedly, Papa Bush sacrifices him to sell, sacrifices himself to save George W. And he says, "You may be useless, but I always loved you, son." And he gets like the, the like mahjong tiles, like they form like, a, a plus, but it looks like a it, cross into yeah. his body, like <laughs> s- slams through him and kills him. And this then there's like this long cutscene. Cut <laughs> I played too many video games. This long flashback of oh, it's uh, so great of George W. Bush saying, "Don't you remember your promise? Uh, we went you, well, we went to a ball game and you and it's like, take me out to the ball game is being sung and he's like, you know, you brought me there and you showed me the American way or something. And they mentioned they're like, you were always supposed to take me to another one and someone else is like, he bought a whole baseball team to honor his progress to his promise, <laughs> and then uh, Bush is he, he's saying like. Even even when you were president, you always made time for us, for me and all my sisters and Jeb. You were always <laughs> such a good dad. And this loving, make, all this loving reminiscing makes Baby Bush reach his final form. And his power <laughs> levels go over 8,000 Mujang units. <laughs> yeah. And then Colin Powell shows up and he delivers <laughs> the Spirit of Yale, which is like a coat that comes from Yale that was Bush's grandfather's and then his dad's. And when he puts it on, he becomes the true Papa Bush. And oh, Col- so we should clarify. Uh, when you said, uh, when, when Ryan was saying Mahjong units, he wasn't making a joke. Uh, they actually have the fucking scanners from Dragon Ball Z. And he's yeah, like, oh my yeah. God, his power level's over about 9,000, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And <laughs> Colin Powell sits to be Baby Bush's assistant. And he's like, I'm just going to be here. My, and he like looks at the camera and he's like, Colin Powell's fate will be forever tied with the Bush family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, Bush does this whole thing where he's like, I am the land and the sea. I am America. I am the Marine Corps. <laughs> I am the people. I am freedom. It's it's like, it's so over the top in a great way. Yeah, it's awesome. And so, his moves are like um, three strikes and you're out and D-Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing I, that's, something we, that's something I wish, like, like if you read this... It, a big cell is really all the different names. Like we're not going to list them all as we go through it, but like every move name is like great. And, and, and the, I, the I, splash pages too, the art on them. Yeah. I do yeah. wonder how much of this stuff is from the translator or from the original text, because we did read a fan translation of it. So mm-hmm. that's true. So if it was like, you know, a, a Westerner translating well, well, it. Well, there's a, there's a, like, there's an anime of, I know of this. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, uh, I'm watching. <laughs> well, I just want to point that out. If someone's read the original Japanese, it might not be as like on point with the references. But uh, you know, the, the pictures you see with them. No, they're still, it's still really on point. Don't get me wrong. Japanese, Japanese and just read the manga. They'll find out that there's the fans are going to be some, uh, some, uh, loose translations here. No, but you know what I, I mean? I like, <laughs> Okay. So the Nazi is now that it's like the final fight between him and the now the true Papa Bush. He's like, I'm gonna cheat, and then Colin Powell's like, even if he, what does he say? He's like, this is psychological warfare. He says he's gonna cheat, and then he might not. And while we're worried about him cheating, he is he's gonna strike. So we planned ahead. So the Americans have snipers. Uh, and supercomputers turned on him that if they catch him cheating, they will instantly gun him down. <laughs> I love how like weird these rules are with Mahjong. Like, you could just kill all the Nazis right now, but they're like, if you cheat, we kill you. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah. otherwise, you can kill our like how they killed H.W. Bush, and they're like, well, that's part of the game. Because if they, if they just kill the Nazis, then um, Hitler would just launch the fucking missile. So. Yeah. yeah, it has to be fair. That, but that, but even the Nazis battle. are like okay with that. They're like, well... But they cheat. So, yeah, he cheated. So, if you cheat in Majang, you deserve to die. So he does cheat, but they can't figure out how. They're like, none of our video cameras caught it. And so... He's like, the technology of America is not enough? Yeah, he's like, we, I think he says, we can't win a... We, we lost a war just, just... And even though we had superior technology, it's a little <laughs> on the nose. But uh, so then during this cheating thing, pa- Colin Powell gets killed and taken out. And then, but Baby Bush, the true Papa Bush, catches him cheating after he gets an inspirational talk from his force ghost dad that's like, don't think, just feel. And he reaches in and grabs him. And he apparently had this, like, fake table that was doing all these cheating things. He was he was spinning the tile. The Nazi guy was spinning the tile so fast as he grabbed them or something. Yeah. And so when Pop or when... Baby Bush now, Papa Bush <laughs> reaches out and grabs it mid-spin. It's like it's, it's it's not even detectable to the human eye, but he was able to like feel it. Yeah, yeah. and with, with his like new Papa Bush senses, he's able to see the switch happening. <laughs> yeah. So then they're like, "You're about to lose. Do you have any last words?" And the Nazi says, "Eat shit and die." And then the snipers like shoot the shit out. Yeah, of him. but yeah. he has thirty seconds until the life. He's leaves like, "You didn't body. hit my heart, so I can uh, still do one last move." Yeah, so he enters into one final nosedive and wins the fight as he dies. So the Nazis have one victory. So and all, all everyone dies except for the fucking pilot guy. Yeah, uh. so the Nazis win this one. So now it's two to the free world and one it's, to the it, Nazis. It's revealed later that Baby Bush actually survived, but only because the Yale jacket absorbed the electricity. And here's another, here's another me taking it too seriously. 
Uh, Spears showing Colin Powell's death on fucking manga. <laughs> I, I think this is, even though this happens later, it's also revealed that uh, Papa Bush is up in heaven, and this guy shows up that looks just like God, and they're like, oh, that's Grand Papa Bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, we can only watch your son now from heaven. Man, Bush really was a dis- I knew Bush was a disappointment compared to his father. I didn't know he was that big a disappointment. <laughs> so, now, so now that the, Bush final, is out. the final match... Yep. Who is it? Uh, the uh, we get in true anime fashion. Pope Benedict show up. The last uh, pope before Francis. If you remember, he was German. Uh, what was his name? Ratzinger. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in true anime fashion, he's like, "It's time to take these off." And he, he reveals under his pope outfit, he's wearing huge shackles. <laughs> so he, he's never been using his full power. And he was always the, he was the best Maja player in the world. So he was Maja with, with the fucking shackles. Yeah. On. Um. Before this all began, the Japanese prime minister went and played a mahjong game against Pope Benedict. Wait, and in the there... book or in real life? <laughs> in the book. <laughs> But <laughs> Dad's just telling us a fucking a fun trivia note about real life. But in in the book, as they're playing, the Pope is so good that he's recreating Genesis on the table and saying that God's goal when he made Earth was to make mahjong, and it was one of the most ridiculous things I'd read in a long time. This is so good. So that was with the shackles on. Now he's like, I'm gonna have to take these off for this match. And then it's like, who's his opponent gonna be? Well, it's gonna be Herman Goering and Fur- uh, Deputy Fuhrer Rudolf Hess. Yeah. De- Rough has and again it's kind of interesting because it's like I know a lot of these guys could have escaped but like Goering like committed suicide before he was gonna be killed at the Nuremberg trials. But if he's dead, I he guess... can't be he can't be playing mahjong. So <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe Wagner was still alive. Out. I I think you can uh, try. So, 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 so uh, my problem is like the the moral <laughs> quandaries of this. First problem is the historical inaccuracy. <laughs> yeah, how can Goering be alive? <laughs> so, he can anyway. play mahjong and make fucking genesis on the board, but but how the fuck can he be alive? How's everyone alive and so, they look thirty or forty? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so uh, one of the things so if you and, and... don't just real quick, if you don't remember Pope Benedict's like controversy, he was as a kid he was like put in like a Nazi youth program. He was right? he was in the Hitler Youth. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so uh, he shows up to fight uh, Goering and Hess, and it turns out they get electrocuted from the sky, and he's like, someone, a mystery voice says, "I don't need you guys. I can do this myself." And this. This swastika UFO comes down from space. <laughs> oh yeah, but we should mention uh, the Nazis travel with three UFOs, literal like fucking like, yeah. flying saucer. Flying saucer. Well, they yeah. have yeah. Nazi uh, insignias on them, so I don't think they're unidentified. <laughs> <laughs> but they call them yeah. UFOs anyway. They're like, oh shit, UFO. Like, yeah. Literally. NFOs. And so, who steps out of the UFO? Of course, it's Hitler, and he's like Sly was saying, very like shown in like a very dramatic glorious fashion no not only that the, the announcers were like he's beautiful he's warm and gentle he's the greatest sorcerer of the 20th century and he's just saying mind fewer and he starts running to the hug Pope, him to yeah. like the, the even the enemies yeah start like the people who are against the nazis when they see him they get entranced by him so apparently he has some kind of like sorcery yeah the can... pope's assistant is entranced by him and runs to him and the pope clubs him in the back of the head and kills him i i you know i i thought that was cool too though because it's like this again i know the the magic the magic social problems, you know, whatever. But, like, <laughs> the idea that, like, Hitler was such a great speaker because he had sorcery, you know? Like, he used magic to entrance people to his side. Yeah, because yeah, Nazis just, like, like it's so good to tell the message that Nazis are so uniquely good at, yeah. at, at providing people, right, Phil? You fucking... Just like the hate raid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, love that Hitler shows up, and it's, like, every fucking, like, action story where he's like, oh, how you've changed. <laughs> 
Yeah. So you've come so far since the young theology student I used to know. Yeah, it's like, I'm not yeah, Ratzinger, so he... I'm Pope Benedict. Yeah, yeah, that was great too, because he's like, he, he recognized him right away, and it's like Ratzinger, and he's like, now I'm the, you know, 200th Pope or whatever of the <laughs> Roman Catholic Church. And so they start battling, and a lot of the imagery in the fight is like, um, the Pope is using God attacks, obviously. Like, like Jesus shows attack. up literally, like, in the cross and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Hitler... To to you know sh- to appease Sly is shown as the devil a lot throughout this, and also uh, and he has like uh, see the future powers and he says he's like he says all your tactics are stupid like like one person like d- does math one person does magic it's all stupid because I can see the future. Fuck yeah, this is yeah, crazy. That he's, I thought that was he's not even like having to play anything. All of his pieces are just like the, in the correct order. It's like um. Uh, uh, Pegasus, Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh, like literally, like, yeah. <laughs> the, the villain always has an unfair advantage that the hero must overcome. And he's like, he's like, you're talking about reads. This is not about reading. Like, I know what happens. And he uses Blitzkrieg against him. And he's like, and, and uh, the Pope keeps tanking hits, and Hitler like isn't taking any damage at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they call it. They call it Ragnarok, the Mahjong of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's happening, uh, and then we get a we get a flashback after you see this splash page of Hitler's eyes going crazy as he can see time. Um, then we get a flashback to when Benedict is a young kid in Nazi Germany. Um, and he he's working with this other bishop to bring this this burned patient out of Germany. And the, the you know the soldiers stop them and they're like, no, we're doing this to help this guy. He said he was burned bishop, by Nazis and he's head to toe bandaged. Yeah. And the bishop says this isn't actually, you know, this is whatever. And they, re- they reveal that this is actually... Adolf Hitler being smuggled out, but Ratzinger didn't know this, so he tries to stop them. But Hitler, this like giant boat comes out of the water or something. It's a U-sub. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or yeah, a U-boat. U-boat takes him away, and he's like, ever since that day when he was like eighteen or whatever, as a young uh, part of the church, he's been chasing Hitler to stop him. But then he, he reveals he accidentally I... let Hitler out of Germany that he had him survive. But then he reveals, I didn't come here to kill you. I came here to save you. Which is, I thought was also a great twist. He's like, God's love is infinite. Like, anyone can be forgiven. And I think Hitler and... at one point is like, not a single particle of my being can be <laughs> yeah. saved. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I can't be saved. And then, so then this gets into, like, Fate Stay Night territory, where they start bringing each other to, like, these reality marbles. Like, it's a mental, like, it becomes a mental battle. They say, like, this is no longer a battle of Mahjong. So Mahjong. It's, a spir- it's a spiritual battle. They call it of yeah, the Twilight God. of the Gods this yeah. time. <laughs> So, so Hitler brings the Pope into the Judean desert where Jesus was tempted, and he's running around trying to find the tiles he needs, and he's like, I have them right here for you, tempting him the same way Jesus and he's, was. the Pope is really tiny, so he's, like, carrying the tiles like Jesus carried the cross. Yeah, and Hitler's, I Hitler's like, I, I'll give you the tiles. He's like, you know, like, the devil uh, telling Jesus, yeah, I'll get so you. Yeah, it's so good, and he, he even quotes... I, this must be some mahjong thing, but he says, "Man, man shall not live by pawn alone." Pawn is like when they say whatever they, they they like have a winning round or something like that. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's uh, a specific set of tiles. It's like three of a kind, I think. And he and the Pope says, "I only bow to God." <laughs> yeah, so he's he refuses to be tempted, and then they go to this uh this next they realm. They go to Eden. Where, they go to Eden, right? The Pope brings him to Eden, and he's like, "Look at how beautiful Eden is." But this isn't where you're going. And he turns around and there's the gates of hell. And he's like, this is where you're going. And my favorite um, is that it's the Rodin statue of the gates of hell where they have the thinker at the top of it. And in his hand is a Mahjong tile. As he's looking <laughs> at it. I miss that. It's, there's so much great like like little details like that. And a, as we go back to the real world, we see uh, Hitler and 
Ratzinger or Benedict both look like really ragged. Like they look like they're dying. Yeah. Because um, the mental battle is killing them. They're bleeding out of their noses. Um, and as you know, even like as the Pope's getting hit, he's like, you know, Jesus said, when someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn him the other, and he gets hit with another move. And then um, it looks like the Pope's about to win. He uses uh, what is it, the word or something? Yep, logos. Like, yeah. And Hitler seems defeated, but then it turns out that that wasn't his final form. <laughs> this is and he so says, good. finally, like a real challenge. Someone can hurt me. And, and he becomes, what does he become? Super, super Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, he stands up, his hair is blonde and standing up like uh, Goku's. Um, and he literally is just like Super Saiyan I Hitler. just, I love that he turns into a Super Saiyan with the big blonde hair, but they're like, see, he's extra Aryan now because he's blonde. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, now that I've reached this stage, like, sorry, Benedict, I have to do this to you. He become he becomes, uh, but, like, super kind of, like, theatrical and flamboyant because he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's, it's like a lot of anime it's villains. Pegasus, like, Akusha, like, oh, Yugi boy. Yep. I'm a yeah, really yeah. bad dictator, huh? Oop, Ron. <laughs> and then he zaps the Pope. It's, it's a lot of anime characters like this. Like, they're just really flamboyant as they kill the protagonists. Yeah. Um, and so the Hitler, or the Hitler, the, the the Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> you get the, uh, cho- chosen to be the Pope or the Hitler. <laughs> the, as the Pope is getting defeated, he's like, I have the last, for, for my last word, I can uh, teach, I can give the people be- after me, like, the, the way to defeat Hitler. And this, this Mahjong move is visible from space, like, it's it, like the light, like, is like Dragon Ball Z style beam into the sky. Um, and the Pope disintegrates. He, he, and, he sacrifices himself for everyone else's sins. And, yeah, and, and like, around the world, this, like, observed, like, all the scientists are like, what just happened? And this observatory sees the hand of God, <laughs> which is maybe the, some way to defeat Hitler. You forgot that all that's left in his chair after the move is just his cap. Oh, yeah. And someone on Earth, I forget who this is, the Prime Minister of Japan, mm-hmm. he, he reaches down and his cross is shattered. And he's like, this is a bad omen. Oh, yeah, we should mention, <laughs> we should mention that the Prime Minister of Japan is the main character of the series. Like, he barely has anything in this entire story arc. I didn't know he was... Yeah, because he's watching all the giants duke it out. And also, and, after he sacrificed himself, like, Earth, he becomes one with the Earth, and, like, these beautiful gardens grow around Hitler, <laughs> and Hitler, like, breaks down in tears, and he's like, he finally got what he always wanted. And then, all of a sudden, a, uh, a, a shot hits from the moon. The moon cannon shot the UFO. What? And it turns out that uh, Field Marshal Rommel, uh, you guys probably know him from the, the North African campaign in... He's kind of like the, Of course, everyone knows the yeah. Nazi campaign of, of Nazi... Uh, he's famous. He's like... I know, he, I know Ronald, but I don't think everyone... All these guys like are the, famous. He's like the Robert E. Lee of the Nazis, where everyone likes to romanticize him as like, you know, he was duty-bound to, to fight for his country, but really, like, you know, he was a good guy. Is it true it's that he was, more, he was more popular than Hitler? He was very popular. I, I, especially... I, 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 it's hard to measure that, because they weren't doing polls, like, how popular was Hitler, but... It's like it, he was extremely popular, and he, I think he gets away from a lot of the traditional Nazi blame because he didn't fight in Europe, so it wasn't like he was ever responsible for rounding up Jews or anything. Um, but also great, his, his, his unit in Africa was called the Desert Foxes, and it turns out that the Lunar Foxes, led by Rommel, have <laughs> staged an uprising on the moon to overthrow Hitler, and Hitler's like, uh, I have to go deal with this, I'll, you know, I'll fight you later. And he goes back to the moon to fight Rommel's lunar foxes. That's where Pretty our great. story <laughs> ends for now. Yeah, so uh, they do a typical anime shit where they uh, delay the final battle between Hitler and uh, 
the main character until uh, like way down the line, so people can keep reading and keep buying their shit. This book is awesome. <laughs> I I like. I didn't want to read this whole thing when you said how many issues it was, and then once I started, I could not stop. I'll be honest. Uh, I uh, I was not really excited for this, and and. I'm not going to go as far as you guys, as Phil's saying it's the best thing I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> I was mostly exaggerating. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but um, uh, I, I will say, uh, uh, it, it, it kept slowly winning me over. Like, I, I think Kaiju is a bit, like, uh, the jokes landed more consistently for me. But this one's, I, I think now, as, as, as I'm talking about it now, I think I like it more. I think because. I like this more than Kaiju. Because you start pointing out more of the, the uh, subtle references I missed. I didn't catch I, the, I the like Kaiju more. <laughs> I think I think yeah. Sorry, a big reason for that is that I don't understand mahjong. So everything is just revolving around this game that I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, and, and you're an expert on hit each other with our butts and boobs. That's until that's dies. you can understand that though. Like drill boobs, you're like okay, a boob spins real fast and becomes <laughs> incredible. No, it's true though, because when they're like, I'm doing Hitatsu Kai boo. Yeah, and when they're like, arguing about like, what is this person trying to go for? Like, what one of two moves? It's like, I don't know either of the moves. Yeah, I guess. I bet if you really liked Mahjong, this would be extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's the. That's probably why I, I will ultimately pick Kaiju over this, even even though this thing. Uh, this fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> this book uh, uh, slowly won me over. Because uh, it, it, Kaiju is more universally, like, if you know anime, you, you like this. I think that, uh, it does, does a good, decent job of. of uh, Making mahjong theatrical, but I I think it would be service by making like a a more abstract game or something like that, like something more theatrical. It's also weird because it makes like politics theatrical, like it teaches you about yeah. the Third Reich and stuff. But I, I think that stuff is cool, and I think the fact that you're taking something so dumb—not that mahjong is a bad game—but taking something so mahjong is a game. Mon- you're, uh, you're, you're I should say mundane, mundane. Mm-hmm. So you take something mundane and turn it into a very epic thing. I think there is some. There's something great about that in itself. Do you think uh, the, the publisher came to the, ri- the writer and said, we need a Mahjong book, and the writer's like, what the fuck do I do, and came out with this? Or, or was it the other way around? Where he's like, I love politics. I, I think this guy likes politics and Mahjong, and it's like, I need to combine these. So <laughs> and like Shonen. I don't like Mahjong. Though. Sure, I'm going to come to your house next time, and we're gonna play, I'm going to see catching catching Mahjong and Ryan's yeah. fucking book. <laughs> I'm going I'm to watch this show. If it, so, I was only three episodes. The real question, though. The question we must answer every two weeks. Would you read more of this, Sly? Yes. Yeah, I, I think ultimately I would. Yeah. Phil? Yes. Daryl? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I got I got all my Mahjong fulfillment okay. from just reading this. You're allowed to say no. <laughs> no, but it's not like a hard no. Like It's like, I guess I would, but like I'm not going to read the rest of this on my own. Gotcha. I actually want to. Uh, I, I want to do two things, actually. Uh, uh, this is how much the book won me over. I want to learn Mahjong. And I want to see the other fight between the Japanese president now. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll learn Mahjong. Maybe we'll play Mahjong together, and then we'll become like these guys. We'll yeah. start a we'll start a third podcast all about Mahjong. Oops, I played Mahjong again. <laughs> and we'll, we'll find a way to we'll do we'll do like this: Superior Express, fucking Hand of God. There is four of us. Yeah. Uh, cool. That'll be our first stream when we're playing a game. We'll play Mahjong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you very much to David for suggesting this. This book is awesome. Yeah. And if anybody else has any suggestions, you should let us know in our Facebook group. Oops, I talk divisive issues. And while you're at it, you should tell a friend and add them to the group, and also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And while and while you're at all those things, you should also go to comraderadio.com. We did finally release the second volume of the playlist. It is 
on Comrade Radio. And if you want to see a play, uh, the first, probably first playlist about food in history. It's <laughs> very weird. <laughs> As one would yeah. expect when we're forced to choose between food or drink for a song. <laughs> but but it's a lot but of to, fun. But to be fair, to, but we could have gone with like generic, like let's get drunk and shit like that, but we all chose the weirdest shit possible. <laughs> yeah. Songs about cap- cannibalism, anorexia. Yeah, bulimia sly. <laughs> Oh, sorry. But they're they're oh, very fun. Asshole. And, uh, yeah, you should check that out and all the other shows at CommonRadio.com. So thank you guys so much for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been Baby Bush. No, the one true Papa Bush. I've been Richard Wagner. I've been super cool. Cool enough to make others hate me. And I've been Super Aryan Hitler. Stay in continuity. Red Radio dot com independent podcasting network